So in this video, we're going to talk about how to kill fatigue while doing intermittent fasting. So many people are tired while they're fasting. So we're going to talk about exactly why that is and how to get rid of fatigue so you have a lot of energy. Now, the most obvious thing um, is when you first start this and you're doing a ketogenic diet, hopefully, and you're going through something called keto adaptation, okay? And that's when your body is adapting from sugar fuel to fat fuel. Now, most people are going to be tired in this situation because they're tapping out their sugar reserves, their glycogen stores, but they're not quite uh, able to tap into the fat yet because they haven't built up the cellular machinery or the enzymes to really tap into that fat. So that comes with a little time. Sometimes it takes three days. Sometimes it takes up to a week to be able to tap into your reserves. And you have a lot of reserves. You have like um, 100,000 calories of fat sitting there unused and you're running off this small little tank of 1,700 calories of sugar fuel every day, up and down, up and down. And so when you start this and you're not able to tap into the fat, that's when you're going to feel fatigued, okay? And with time, that will go away. But what I want to focus on is what happens when you've already adapted, you've done it for a period of time, and you're still tired. What's behind that? That's usually a nutritional deficiency, okay? So when you're doing intermittent fasting, you're actually running off your reserves, okay? There's a bunch of nutrition, both fat-soluble and water-soluble vitamins and minerals that you have in your reserve tank that you're using. But if you don't have the reserves there in the sufficient quantities, that really has to do with your foods when you're not doing fasting, okay? What you ate before you even started this process. And that is a really important topic to, to really cover because so many people have nutritional deficiencies and they don't even know it. What we want to do is we want to focus on the meals in between the intermittent fasting so we have enough reserve to be able to do intermittent fasting longer and longer and not have any fatigue or any problems. The number one nutrient uh, that we need to talk about first is potassium. Why? Because in all of your cells, you have something called the potassium sodium pump, or I think it's called the potassium or sodium potassium pump, one of the two. But the point is that potassium and sodium are involved in a pump that helps you generate electricity and energy. So potassium is very, very essential in generating energy in the body, okay? And it does a lot of other things too. And so it's probably one of the most important minerals but to get the amount of potassium you need, you need a lot of a certain food because you need 4,700 milligrams every single day. Very few people even get close to that. And yes, you can take a electrolyte powder to try to actually achieve that. Um, ideally, it'd be good for you to start getting it from food. And probably the easiest way to get it is not to do bananas because that has too much sugar. You want to do actual vegetables, okay, in large quantities. Uh, you're going to have to consume about 7 to 10 cups. An average American only consumes 1.6 cups of vegetable per day. A little too short. They're not, they're not going to get their potassium. They're going to be heavy on the sodium, so they have fluid retention and low on the potassium. So they're going to be tired and they're, they're like waterlogged. Your ankles are going to be swollen and that type of thing. Um, so a lot of the processed foods and junk foods are loaded with salt, but they definitely don't have potassium. So that right there, focusing on getting more potassium is going to really start beefing up your energy. All right. And we don't want to actually forget about salt as well, because if you're low on sodium, you're going to feel tired and weak, and you can even have muscle cramps. You can also have muscle cramps when you have a potassium deficiency too. Now, a lot of times when people are doing fasting, they're told to drink a lot of water, which is fine. But here's the thing, when you drink just pure water, you're flushing out electrolytes. 
Now think about it. You haven't eaten, right, for a period of time, and you're drinking more water, and you're not putting those electrolytes back in, and you're peeing out, not water, but electrolytes and other fluids and other things as well. So this is where you can start to dilute your sodium when you're doing intermittent fasting and not consuming enough um, sea salt. Okay, so I highly recommend uh, if you're doing intermittent fasting, probably to take a little bit of Himalayan sea salt, dissolve it in water, and drink that. And also, you know, add a little apple cider vinegar in there too, because that's going to also add a friendly acids to help reduce insulin and speed things up tremendously. But you don't want to forget about the sea salt because that's just as important as the potassium, okay? But of course, you're not going to necessarily be consuming vegetables, but you can definitely have a little sea salt um, with a fasting program, especially if you have, like, if your muscles feel weak, if you kind of go up the stairs and you feel kind of tired or you feel drained because that's really a sodium deficiency, okay? So we want sea salt. We want a lot of potassium when you're eating. Very important for electrolytes. And the vegetables will also give you other minerals too, like magnesium, calcium, and there's a lot of other trace minerals as well. Trace minerals are minerals needed in a lot smaller amounts, but you still need them. The next nutrient that I'm going to talk about is vitamin B1. Why? Because vitamin B1 is essential in helping your energy factories produce energy, which is called ATP, okay? The mitochondria, which is the energy factory, needs desperately B1 and other B vitamins to be able to create a good metabolism, to actually break down food into its energy storage form, which is ATP in the body. So without B1, you will definitely feel tired. And so what I recommend for a lot of people is just to take B1, um, but I also recommend getting nutritional yeast. You can get it in tablets because that has the natural version so if you're taking a synthetic version, fine, but then also take a natural complex with it to make sure that you don't create any problems down the road. But B1 is really key to boosting your energy and it's wonderful for people with chronic fatigue syndrome. So the B vitamins are very important. So you might say, well, how am I B1 deficient? Well, mainly because your past history of dieting included a lot of refined carbohydrates, um, white rice, starches, uh, sugars. That's the biggest thing to deplete B1. There's a lot of other things that will deplete it as well, but th that's really the big one. Um, okay, the third thing I want to talk about is a common mistake that people make is they waste their results on poor quality food. Here, the, here they're doing intermittent fasting, which it's not easy. You have to kind of work up to it. You have to adapt your body to fat burning. And then when it's time to eat, they eat some crappy food, either from a fast food place or they might just consume like a little bit of peanut butter for a meal. I'm like, why would you do that? You're not going to get enough nutrition. You want to consume nutrient-dense foods to be able to build up your reserves so you feel good when you're fasting, or else you're going to be tired and run down and not look good. So we want to be able to get you healthy from the inside out. And that's why it's really important to start getting the nutrient-dense foods in your body. So instead of iceberg lettuce, you have kale. Okay. You can do a kale shake. Salmon is a high quality, make sure it's wild caught, a high quality fish that gives you some really good amounts of omega-3 fatty acids, which you're going to need for your skin, your heart, your eyes, and your brain. That's good as an anti-inflammatory as well. Instead of other fats like soy oil and corn oil that are in all the, the commercial foods, which is just, you want to stay away from that stuff because it's highly inflammatory. Grass-fed animal products, grass-fed beef, very, very important pasture-raised organic eggs, really good, nutrient-dense. Different types of vegetables, uh, make sure they're organic. 
Uh, it's going to add more fiber, okay, as well as the nutrients. And by the way, the fiber is what the microbes will eat, and they'll make certain uh, byproduct type acids, like butyric acid, to feed your colon the food it needs. So if you don't have enough fiber, um, yes, you're not going to be as filled, um, but you're also going to not produce the energy for certain um, um, cells in your colon. So you want to really kind of look at the whole picture of, of what food actually is doing. Um, high quality nuts. So peanuts are low on the list. Pistachios are good. Uh, pecans are great. Walnuts are really good. And then you have the seeds as well. Seafood, very nutrient dense. Organ meats, very nutrient dense. That way you're building up your nutrient reserves. You're getting tons of energy. You're getting the iron that you need as well from food. So that's actually very, very important. Getting enough sleep. And there's two factors with this because you can eat really good and you can do everything correct, but if you're not sleeping, you're going to be tired. Um, so we need at least seven hours per night. Uh, a lot of people need more. I actually even recommend if you can't get seven hours, then get a nap, okay? And that's totally fine, like a power nap. Some people can do it, some people can't. Uh, personally, I can do it. I can go out, bam, um, and I will feel refreshed. So sometimes I'll get um, six and a half hours of sleep and I'll take a nap and I'm good to go. So this is really important, getting the amount and then the quality of sleep. Uh, I have a separate video on that, but you wanna be able to go to sleep get into the deep uh, four cycles of delta wave sleep and wake up feeling refreshed and recharged. Very, very important. Um, and I have several things you can do from a technique and also from a nutrient standpoint and from a food standpoint. I put a link down below of, um, if you have a problem with sleep. But the combination of getting a good night's sleep with the nutrients that you need, making sure potassium, B vitamins, high quality foods, and over time, you're going to adapt to more and more fat burning, which is going to give you so much energy while you're fasting. Guys, thanks for watching. Hey guys, so there's a whole bunch of people that really need this information. So press the share button and let's get it way out there.